Welcome to the CIBC Private Wealth Advisor Magazine Podcast. Consider the following unfortunate and complicated scenario. Your brother has passed away, and as executor of the estate, you and your sibling need access to his Yahoo email account to check his financial communications. It may seem like a reasonable request, but the website Terms of Service prohibit that, and you are unable to access the data. This email address is just one example of a digital asset. A digital asset means an electronic record in which an individual has a right or interest. That's Lee Poskanzer, veteran innovation entrepreneur and CEO of Directive Communication Systems. In other words, it's very broad and it covers just everything from an instant message on your phone via SMS text all the way through to your email, your Facebook profile, and much, much more. And so the term can really mean anything in an electronic communication or a, an electronic record. With digital assets frequently a critical element in personal portfolios and estates, it's important to understand how these assets are maintained and controlled. Because the digital world is not treated like the physical world, much of it is safeguarded and protected by privacy laws in terms of service agreements that the app owner or the the website owner uh, requires us to sign in order to gain access to that tool, that solution, that asset. So while a physical asset, such as a valuable antique or painting, can be kept in a secure location like a safe, access to digital assets are regularly governed by terms of service agreements laid out by service providers. There was a case recently where a brother of the decedent who wanted access to the decedent's email said to the company, uh, basically, uh, I helped my brother set up the email. I had the password, so I should be able to get in. Well, the password was changed, and the company was able to come back and say, wait a minute, the password changed. You didn't have it. How do we know that they didn't change it because of you? Another digital asset that's often critically important is a domain name, a website URL, such as www.yourbusinessname.com. Oftentimes, essential business data can be tied to these domains. If a domain name owner is a sole proprietor and hasn't incorporated their business, and let's just say it's a small business that they run themselves, If they were to pass away and their family can't get access to the domain name, their income stream may disappear and dry up, as well as the contents for all the customers that 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 account holder may have or that uh, URL owner may have. Uh, And especially if, if that content is not generating direct financial value, but it may hold data, it may hold information, et cetera. That could all just disappear. And if you're thinking that a good way to ensure an estate maintains access to digital assets after a death is to share password information, such as a list of all your passwords, Hoskinser strongly disagrees. Passwords and password sharing or encouragement of password sharing, those are really bad words to use or bad advice. It is highly flawed. Uh, So providing that list to anybody really puts that person at a lot at a position of liability uh and be, because site owners one prohibit that 
that you surpass towards anybody by the account holder because that's basically impersonating someone. And impersonating an account holder is against uh, several federal laws as well as uh, state laws. And not only that, to the site owner, uh, whose terms of service agreements we all agreed to that call out for, uh, password sharing and prohibit it, uh, it may appear as hacking. So if, if I provide a list of passwords to my best friend and I don't give them the security questions or I don't, they don't have the phone for two-factor authentication, what might have worked in the past of sneaking in will now become a, an appearance to website owners as hacking. So sharing passwords is advised against. What options does that leave you? Well, a law developed by the Uniform Law Commission called the Revised Uniform Fiduciary Access to Digital Assets Act, or RUFEDA, has been adopted in over 40 states and allows the owner of digital assets to give lawful consent to an account's contents using a directive and a legal document. Because the privacy laws and the terms of conditions, our terms of service agreements are so strong, uh, it's near impossible to get access to content. And so the Uniform Law Commission, along with, along with the website community, uh, got together and created a path for, for obtaining the disclosure of an account's content. So that way, the website owner then can disclose information, and uh, by the way, there are other requirements, but the website owner is then uh, compelled to turn over information when those requirements are met, alleviating them of the burden that they have to carry to pr protect account holder privacy. So what's in store for the future of digital assets and estate management? First of all, you, you have to look at innovation and think what are people talking about and not necessarily going to that will never work or oh that'll never be adopted or people won't do that in today's world innovation comes you have to, you have to now think what does that mean in terms of the states well we've already heard one instance on where somebody had programmed their home because they had the internet of things on all their appliances and heat in in, in for their house and that person passed away and the spouse walked in and was unable to turn on the, the heat or unable to work uh, uh, one of the appliances. Who would have dreamt that that would have ever occurred only 20 years ago or in the 90s? So what we would have thought was like, oh, no way, you know, nobody's going to control my refrigerator. Absolutely now we have to think it's a possibility. And if we use that as the, the, the starting point, then we have to start thinking, what are all the possibilities and how do we protect our loved ones, our heirs and their heirs so that we can keep our legacies and all that we've worked for to continue on. To learn more about Directive Communications Systems, visit their website at directivecommunications.com. And for further information, check out the latest edition of The Advisor at Wealth us.cibc.com. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, and CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group, LLC, and the Private Wealth Division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only, and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. 
Contents expressed are current as of the date of this publication and may change without notice.